This podcast contains strong language and adult themes. Listener's discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Page 25. December is week, better is easy pick, and take the other out of money. Will it be bad? Will it be good? Let's find out. My name is Jaws, and this is my co-host, Gingivitis. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. A little inflamed. I, I was, yeah. Bleeding. Yeah. Just every once in a while. I, so your, your impression sounded like Max Brooks from Shawshank Redemption if he had lived. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to talk like I didn't have any teeth. Yeah. Yeah. I could that, tell. That was, that yeah, was it came the through. impression. It came yeah. through. This week's book is The Story of My Teeth. Oh. By Valeria Luiselli, I believe. I may be pronouncing that incorrectly. Perhaps. Uh, this book is just straight fiction. Cool. Uh, they're not really, that. that's what it's listed as, yeah. is a fiction novel. <laughs> There's nothing. Have we covered just a fiction book? I don't know. Maybe one little mistake? Uh, yeah, maybe. Like, yeah, something like that. Um, this book was published in 2013. Okay. And it is between 150 to 200 pages long, depending on who you ask. Go on. If you asked me, yeah. I would say it's around 150 pages. Are there maps or pictures or... There are, yes, there are pictures. There are pages that just have a square, abstract, blobby thing. Okay. Uh, there kind are... Like, did, you, did you ever read the novelization of Jurassic Park? Uh, no. There is... I say the novelization. It was a novel before it was a movie, but... Right. Um, but there's there's uh, uh, kind of this similar things where every once in a while there's... Uh, like a map where they're at? It's There's a map of the park, but there's also... I think it's a breakdown of a of a system that is supposed to represent going from order to chaos and okay. proving chaos theory through diagrams. And depending on what's happening in the park, they will show what stage the chaos theory is in. Hmm. And it just gets more and more chaotic as the book gets more and yeah. more chaotic. It's very, very interesting. And it makes a lot of the, like, it makes sense in context. But if I were to try to describe it to you, it would make zero sense. Right. Because, right. you know, you don't have the context of the book behind it. Right. Well, it, this book has a lot of pages that are dedicated to what I would say is nothing. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, there's there's a whole part in the back of the book. It's uh, the whole chronology. All the events in the book laid out at exact dates. Oh. Which is not really important at all. Okay. To the story. But it's there. It's there. So there's there's a lot of stuff in here that I just yeah. didn't give a shit about. And it that builds it up to around 200 pages. That was always my favorite part of Star Wars books is at the end of the book, they had the timeline of what other novels were out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seeing the ones that I was missing. I always loved those. It, it was a lot of them. Uh, so this is the cover of the book. It just looks like some teeth. Yep. It's a bunch of teeth. <laughs> With roots and all. I yep. Don't, I, don't like, I don't like teeth. You don't like it? I don't like teeth. Okay. This book is kind of interesting. Uh, it has kind of a fun story to how it came about. Okay. But it's there's spoilers, so I'm going to talk about it at the end. Let's dive in. The story of my teeth. Our main character is an auctioneer named Gustavo Sanchez Sanchez. Mm -hmm. But everyone calls him Highway. Okay. I don't remember why. As in life is a? No, it's a... I really don't remember why he's called Highway. It's are, are his teeth so big they look like a two-lane highway? No, it has nothing to do with his appearance. It's like his attitude is like it's like he's he's always on the highway. It's like what? Okay. Even I don't I don't know. Okay, cool. Yeah, sure. 
He is a man with a fair amount of charisma and intelligence. Nice. But above all, discretion. What about his strength and dex and... <laughs> He's uh, lacking. Okay. Uh, severely, as we'll soon see. Oh. He always introduces himself by saying, I'm the best auctioneer in the world. I can imitate Janis Joplin after two rums. I can interpret Chinese fortune cookies. I can stand an egg upright on a table, the way Christopher Columbus did in the famous anecdote. I know how to count to eight in Japanese. I can float on my back. Can you count to eight in Japanese? I can. I know you can. (laughs) That wasn't a real question. Even if I didn't know, reading this book, I would have learned how to, because it does it a couple times. Oh, cool. There you go. Can you impersonate Janis Joplin? I don't even know who that is, honestly. I did not look that up. Okay. I don't know who the fuck that is. That's fine. I cannot. The story is told from Highway's perspective. So this is like a first-hand account of his experiences. Oh. Kind of like a memoir. Okay. 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 He was born in Pachuca. Sure. With four premature teeth. This is a real condition. It's called congenital prenatal dentition. So is it having teeth before he's supposed to? Like newborn, he has teeth. Yeah. That's what it means. Yep. Um, so he's, he, he skipped a couple parts there. Yeah. <laughs> he's speed running. Yeah. <laughs> so he was born with premature teeth. Yeah. And his body, quote, was covered in a fine coat of fuzz. Oh, hairy baby. The book refuses to elaborate. Yeah, some babies are hairy. Some babies are more hairy than others. It doesn't say hairy. It says fuzzy. Well. Over his entire body. Yeah. What does that mean? It means he's part bear. It it doesn't matter because it never comes up again. Okay. It literally says he was covered in a layer of fuzz when he was born, and that's all we ever hear about it. Break out the lint roller. Uh, so his father, when he first saw him, was convinced that the nurse had switched babies. It's not his baby. May I say, this is, this is a real song. Okay. Um, Stephen Lynch has a song. I love it because it is true most of the time. Okay. It is called... Damn, that's a ugly baby. <laughs> that is true. I've seen two babies in my life that I thought were cute. Yeah. When they were first born. Yeah. The rest are fugly as fuck. Yeah. Uh, and his father even got uh, into an argument with a nurse and threatened her. Oh, wow. And he's like, you're, a, you're fucking lying. You switched the babies. Give me my, my kid. Exactly. Um, so he, he had a great father. Yeah. Loved him. <laughs> cared for him deeply. Uh, throughout the book, uh, Highway or Gus... Kind of flip-flops. Gusway. Uh, Gusway. <laughs> Throughout the book, Gusway makes observations of everyone's teeth. Hmm. Uh, he is very, he is hyper aware of his own teeth as well as every person's teeth that he meets. He's a tooth guy. Every, yeah. Every time he meets somebody, there is an in-detail description of their teeth. Oh, I hate it. Right? I'm, I'm not going to do that. Thank but you. That, that's in the book, all throughout the book. So while Gus was young and doing his homework... His father would do something that he'd do regularly. He would sit down on his armchair, and then he would start biting his nails off. Ah. So he would bite it in one corner and then rip across. Ooh. Right? Oh. Classic maneuver. Yeah. And what he would do was he would spit it at Gus. Ew. And they would land on his notebook that he's trying to write on. Gross. And Gus would do this thing where he would draw circles around each little clipping, and he wouldn't move them. He would just draw a little circle around it, keep it there, and then continue doing his homework. I hate it. Why? When he was finished with his homework, he would brush all the clippings into a bag and collect them. I hate that even more. (laughs) I hate everything about this. His first job was a newspaper stand. Wait, that's all we get? Yeah, that was it. It happens and he collects that. Moving on. Okay. 
<laughs> his first job was working at a newspaper stand. Cool. His first friend ever was his boss's wife. That's weird. It is a little, it is a little weird. Uh, the boss kept his wife locked in their house. That's also weird. At all times. Yeah. The wife would give Gus pouches of mineral water to drink with a straw. Oh, he collected the straws. Gus, I don't like Gus. He likes collecting things. He does, but he collects weird things. Collect normal things like stamps and rocks. Ah, everybody's doing that. You got to do the thing nobody's doing. Yeah. You got to stand know. out. No. At 21, Gus got a job at a juice factory as a security guard. Hmm. That's a step up, I think. Does he, is it the juice factory that makes the straws that I don't think it, it mentioned. No, it doesn't mention that at all. It's just a juice During the factory. hiring process, they're like, why do you want to work here? And he's like, I really love your straws. He's just straws and holds up a whole baggie full of straws. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, I like this guy's energy. This guy drove here in a straw. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's a go-getter. He works as a security guard for 19 years. Holy cow. A little bit he of a time jump. 21? He's, he was 21, so now he's 40. Nice. Until one day, one of his coworkers has a panic attack. Mood. And he steps in to resolve the situation. This guy's freaking out. Yeah. He was on like a, a forklift. He jumps off, is screaming and in the fetal position. And everybody's like, what is going on? What is going on? Do we need to call somebody? Do we need to call an ambulance? And Gus is the only one to come in and like comfort him. Yeah. Be like, no, you're good. You're good. Everything's fine. Huh. Just calm down. Chill, bro. Yeah. Have a juice pouch. <laughs> I've got an extra straw here. <laughs> so his boss promotes him to a new position that he created just for Gus hmm. called personnel crisis supervisor. Wow. Yeah. Hey, you're good with one person in a pinch. Do you want to be good with everyone all the time? So Highway now sits on a swivel chair at a desk every day. Dope. Swivel chairs are awesome. <laughs> but he's, he's not really doing anything. Right. There's not a lot of crises, you know? Yeah. yeah. It just happened one time in 19 years. Yeah. So he's just sitting around most of the time. It's like the guy who, uh, I don't know what specific factory it was, and I don't even know if this is a true story, but it was something that circulated around the grocery stores. Okay. Um, where... Uh, there are factories that exist in places with less than optimal conditions. Right. One of those being a, they received a barrel of a specific type of product. And that product, I think it was a fruit, always had black widow spiders. Oh, shit. And they had one employee who was immune to black widow spider venom. Oh, my God. <laughs> and his only job, because he could do whatever the fuck he wanted. Right. Was to reach into that barrel and pull out the shit. <laughs> That's pretty great. Because the spiders would bite him and it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. So he would, like, they had to keep him on because everyone else refused to do it. Right, right. And it, it it was, like, at the same time, like, that is kind of a dream position to be in. But then you're just doing that all the day. But, yeah, but also, fuck that. <laughs> right, yeah. I didn't know you could be immune to, like, I, again, venoms. I don't know if it's true and I don't know how he found out. Right. I do know uh, that... There, there, you can be immune to things like poison ivy and things like that. Right. But I also know that with that, a lot of times, the more you're exposed, the, the less the effective the immunity is and eventually it can wear off. Right. Right. I've heard that as well. Um, cause I have found out several times that I had been like playing or rolling in poison ivy uh -huh. and I've never to this day had poison oak, poison ivy, anything like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, you just didn't know once you know your breakout. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, and now I just don't go outside. So right. <laughs> problem solved, you know, we're good. Uh, I know you can become immune to uh, iocane powder. Yeah. 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 That's over, over a thing. period of several years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's sitting around all day. Uh, the drawer of his desk contains rubber bands and paper clips. Effective. 
And every time he leaves work, he takes one. One paperclip, one rubber band. It's like me at work when they got the good pens. Yeah, take one home. Just, oh, oh, that ended up in my pocket somehow. So he takes some home every night. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's takes one home. Yeah, he's collecting them. Yeah. Some of his coworkers start complaining because they're oh. like, you know, Gus is just sitting around all day. He's yeah. Not, he's not doing anything. That's fair. We don't, we don't like that he's getting paid to do nothing. Right. So his boss begins sending him to stuff like classes and seminars and stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. He's like, I'll, I'll, I'll pay for you to, to do yeah, some learn stuff. how to do your job that yeah. we're creating for you. Right. Exactly. That's really cool. So he takes specialized courses, goes to seminars, classes. He begins collecting courses, mm. even ones that don't have any relation to his job at all. He was forced to take a course run by the boss's son. Hmm. It was called Contact Improv Dance. Contact Improv Dance. So you dance with somebody else. Yep. But it's improv. Ah. <laughs> that, that could go well, I guess. It could. So at this class, or the Contact Improv yeah. Dance class, yeah, yeah. he meets his wife, Flaka. Waka Flaka Flame? I, I don't know. I, I should have looked up what her name means. I don't, I don't know what it means. Flaka Seagulls? She convinces him to quit his job once they're together. Oh, yeah. To quit his job and become an actor and dancer. Oh, wow. But he sucks at dancing. Huh? And he's never tried acting before. Huh. But she's like, you need, you need to do this. You need to, you need to pursue this dream that you don't have <laughs> for me. Interesting. He fails miserably. That's fucked up, yo. <laughs> so he fails miserably. Yeah. And they, they have a couple kids. At, oh. this, at this point in time. Cool. Good for them. But his wife starts... A flock of children. <laughs> That's four. A flock of kids. His wife starts resenting him for not becoming the man that she wanted him to be. Right. 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 Hey, you should try this. Oh, I suck at it. Well, that's your problem. Yeah, you're a piece of shit. You should be famous. Get good. About a year or two later, he meets with an old coworker and a friend from the old factory. Oh. That he used to work at. Oh. His friend tells him about one of their old co-workers becoming a very successful auctioneer. Oh. Highway has it in his mind to become a novelist. So this guy's like, hey, he became an auctioneer. And he's like, cool, I'm going to be a writer. I, I can respect that. I mean, yeah, I, 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 that's fine. I just, it felt so disconnected to me. It does. It feels disconnected to me, too. Because I felt like, oh, here's an auctioneer. He's going to go try doing that. But then he's like, no, I'm going to write. Yeah. I, mm. But after seeing an ad in a restaurant for an auctioneering course, he decides to give that a try. Oh. So it wasn't his friend telling him that their other friend was a successful auctioneer. He had to see an ad on a wall to decide, you know what? I will try that. Well, it's the kind of thing, the more you see something and then you become aware of it. And, I guess. You know. Sure. He didn't know he wanted to do it, but then he had to stew on it subconsciously. So the course that he attends is taught by a Japanese man named Kenta Tushimito. Cool. Also known as Master Oklahoma. I, I, oh, okay. I like it. Okay. I really like that name. <laughs> Highway's goal was now clear to become a successful auctioneer so that he could leave his abusive wife and get his teeth fixed. Are his teeth bad? Uh, they're crooked. No. Oh. A little discolored. Okay. The way he describes them is like, they're not that bad, really. But he is self-conscious about it, and that's one of his dreams is to get his teeth fixed. I mean, good for him. Totally understandable. Yeah. Master Oklahoma begins every class by having everyone count to eight in Japanese. Oh. For example. Ichi ni san shi go roku shitsi hatsi. Cool. And then if you keep going, it's ku ju ju ichi ju ni ju san ju shou. Would you call me? 
Master Oklahoma teaches them the four types of auctions. Circular auctions, elliptical auctions, parabolic auctions, and hyperbolic uh, auctions. Okay. Can't say that. Uh, These styles are demonstrated throughout the book. So he, he does various auctions and each time it's a different one that he's demonstrating. Huh. I don't remember what all of them are exactly. I think circular is you just talk about the object you're trying to sell. Mm-hmm. You're just talking about, oh, look at this feature and this, and oh, it's made of such quality material. And it's great value. It needs to be a lot faster than that. Yeah. Exa- well, see, it says auctioneer, but really it's a salesperson. Right. He does well, auctions. Yeah. But it's all about salesmanship. Yeah. Because there's, you want people to know what they're buying. Yeah. And then when the bidding comes, you don't want people thinking. Yeah. No, he, well, he never, he never does the, hey, 55, 55, got a 65, 65, oh, yeah, 70, oh 75, he never does that. Interesting. He only does like, how much for this item? You gentlemen there, $50 sounds good. Madam, how about you? Would you? Like, it's a more like, okay. Paste salesmanship. Okay. That's interesting. Like classic auctioneering, I guess. Yeah. Less fun, but interesting. Right. Right. Elliptical, I don't remember what the fuck elliptical auctions were. Mm. Um, parabolic uh, was that you you told a story about the item. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you say, oh, this item was owned by such and such, and he took it on this voyage. And and so that's what that one is. And then hyperbolic is basically parabolic, but you turn it up to 11. Oh. It's like you are thinking of the most outrageous lies to try to sell this item. Okay. Like it'll... it'll so use car salesman. Yeah, basically. it'll it'll If you buy this... Crystal skull, it'll increase your fertility, that sort of thing. That's hyperbolic. You hear that, Mutt? We're counting on you. He sure didn't protect us from negative energy, that's for sure. No, he didn't. Damn sure. I got fucking robbed. And if you want to hear more about that, check out our Patreon. It's footnotes number three. Footnotes. Highway graduates the course and is given a grant for a six-month advanced course at the Missouri Auction School in the U.S. Oh. The whole story so far has been taking place in Mexico, by the way. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Everyone's Mexican. I believe the author is Mexican. Sure. It mostly takes place in Mexico. Okay. So he graduates the school and he becomes a confident auctioneer. Nice. And he begins his career by selling Flocka's furniture. <laughs> Goes back home and he's like, I'm going to sell all your furniture. And he just does. Flocka's fantabulous furniture. What do you call a furniture store? A furniture store. There's got to be another term for it, like a haberdashery is something like that. <laughs> I don't know. What is a haberdashery? Is that a hat it's shop? It's a hat shop. Oh, okay. Yeah. Special type of hat shop. Flocka's flaming, you know. Furnitorium. Fur, furnitorium. Furnitorium. <laughs> furnitorium. There. I don't care go. if that's not what it is. That's what it is now. <laughs> so he travels all around the world auctioning anything and everything you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And has a list of things. It, people. It's, not people. <laughs> that would be a dark turn. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> and he makes a small fortune. Oh, good for him. And he returns to his hometown, purchases a couple plots of land, and he builds himself a house. I think it says it's three stories high. Three-story house. Nice. He builds a warehouse next to his house. Also cool. And then he builds an auction house across the street from his house with a rope bridge connecting his house to the auction house. I mean, I can't say if I didn't have enough money to do it that I wouldn't do it. It's pretty sweet. I would probably think about doing it and then decide against it but i would think about it strongly it's pretty awesome so some of gus's friends some of his auctioneer friends yeah invite him to an auction oh is he maybe the answer is maybe they don't is he friends with the one guy who 
the other guy said, hey, this guy's an auctioneer? It doesn't mention him ever. No. So we don't, we don't know. Yeah. Um, but they invite him to an auction. It's on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And Highway is like, you know what? I don't really go to auctions on Sundays, but I'll make an exception for this because yeah. I'm with my friends. Sure. Um, and he has like a big check from a big sale he made. Oh, cool. But he has no plans on purchasing anything with that check, though. He's going to purchase something with that check. <laughs> Maybe. But he has no plans on doing it. Yeah. All of the items shown at the auction were fifth rate at best. Oh, not even fourth rate. No, they're not. They're not great. But all of a sudden, there they were. <gasps> His new teeth. Oh. In a small glass box were the sacred teeth of none other than Marilyn Monroe. Okay. Were they preserved teeth? Yeah, they're they're like they're they're clean. They're they're her teeth, teeth rot. Right. They're um they I guess they're preserved. Oh, they're there in one piece. Okay. They look nice according to him. Okay. He says they're a little yellowed, but they're okay. Okay. All right. Okay. He outbids everyone and takes home the teeth. I got to have it. He's got to have it. He immediately has his own teeth pulled out by dentist. And Marilyn Monroe's teeth put in. That's a long process. It is a long process. He loves the teeth and Good. smiles at everyone he meets. He even smiles at his own reflection. His old teeth are added to his collection. I hate the feeling of my teeth in my mouth right now. What? Why? I don't know. Just like. You're just thinking about it too yeah, much? I'm just I'm in my own head in my mouth. <laughs> your, your head is in your mouth right now. Yes. <laughs> and your teeth are in your head. In my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> so he adds his old teeth to his collection. Did he have a collection of teeth already or was this? He has a collection of collections. Okay. He collects all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we know paper clips, yeah. toenail clippings. But now he has, bands. now he has his teeth, teeth, which are their own collection. Mm-hmm. Right. A priest named <laughs> Father Luigi. <laughs> Great name. Um, but I'm just picturing him saying like, I collect my teeth. Uh, it's a very limited run. There's, there's only a few of them. <laughs> That's pretty great. Father Luigi. That's like, so yeah. Father Luigi, uh, asks highway. Like there's nothing funny about the name Luigi, (laughs) but it's a funny name. It's a funny name. I think it's a funny name. The priest asks highway if he can auction off some of his collections for a charity fundraiser being at the church. Sure. Right. Highway agrees. And he decides this is a great opportunity to sell his teeth. Sure. Cause he bought someone else's teeth. So why wouldn't someone else buy his teeth? He, he is all about selling anything and everything. Clearly. He is very good at it. Yeah. And he can, he can get people to buy the weirdest things. These are right? Marilyn Monroe's teeth. So when he arrives at the church, the priest informs him that his estranged son, Siddhartha, would be in the crowd. This is one of his kids that he had with Flocka. Hmm. And I think then, the H is sad. I think Siddhartha. Sid, Siddhartha? I think so. Okay. Yeah. My bad. But either way. So Siddhartha is in the crowd. Mm-hmm. So, when so you see him. Is Flocka still with him or is Flocka? No, no, no. He dumped her. Oh. He sold her furniture and said, get the fuck out of here with the kids. Oh, okay. Yep. I don't think he said that. Or uh, I missed oh, maybe, it. Oh, maybe I didn't say that. But okay. uh, they split. Uh, the kids are estranged from him. Right. He doesn't care about them. Right. But now his son's going to be in the place. Yeah. So yeah. He's, he's, a little, he's a little nervous. He sure. tells the priest like, oh, don't, whatever. I don't even give a shit. But really, he's kind of nervous. He's like, I haven't seen my son in like 20 years. Hey, priest, do you have, a, do you have somebody here who works in like a crisis avoidance position? <laughs> somebody could really use somebody this. right now. About to have a panic attack. Isn't that your job? Uh, the priest has him sign a piece of paper, and he's like, oh, this is just some formality because of the auction, so I just need you to sign this. Oh, that's not going to go well. He doesn't read it. He yep. signs it. Yep. 
<laughs> you forfeit everything that you sell and all of your estates belong to the church now. Uh, highway starts warming up. To warm up, he, well, he counts to eight in Japanese. Nice. That's one yeah. thing. Right. He was taught that. But then he has his own technique, which is he tells the story of Little Red Riding Hood backwards. Phonetically backwards or just like? It's phonetically backwards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the next 20 pages detail the auction of the teeth. And uh, I didn't really write down a whole lot of details. Basically, he'll say uh, each tooth, he had 10 teeth left. So okay. te- of the 10 teeth, he makes each one a lot. Now for auctions, right. a lot is an item or a collection that is being sold as one. You are bidding on the lot, yes. whatever is in that lot. Exactly. Yep. So he divided the 10 teeth into 10 lots. Right. And each tooth, uh, I think this is an example of the parabolic salesmanship so he creates a story for each tooth Ah. it belonged to and it's not even famous people it's just like this little piggy went to market (laughs) this little piggy stayed home i know one of them was like this belonged to a savage man from some exotic country well mexico's not that exotic and he liked hunting boar or whatever and he basically created whole new characters and personalities to go with each tooth right and he's like, this is this is a once in a lifetime deal. You'll never never have the chance to buy something like this again. This was Neville Longbottom's too. <laughs> and he sells like all but two. Oh, cool. Yeah, he sells like eight teeth. And for they're him. like for thousands of pesos. It's yep. pretty pretty good. In the middle of one of the lot auctions, yep. an elderly man stands up on the pew and Ew. begins squawking and flapping like a bird. <laughs> Some people try to stop him. Mm-hmm. And Highway says, no, let the man express himself. This is not the time nor place. Well, the man, the man goes on for like another 10, 20 seconds, and then he settles down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff like that in this book. Sure. It's, it's, it's great. Uh, is it? it? I love it. I, I've, I enjoyed this book. Anyways, uh, Highway gets a little carried away, and after all the teeth are gone, mm-hmm. he says, and next, dear people... I will sell these teeth. And he points to the Marilyn Monroe teeth in his head. Bruh. And he says, well, of course, I cannot remove these from my body, so I will have to go with it. Bruh. This is when the document that he signed is going to come back to bite him right after the sale. <laughs> so he's he's auctioning himself. Yeah. And he says, won't anyone buy me for a thousand pesos? And his son, Siddhartha, mm-hmm. buys him for a thousand pesos. Wow. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, I feel like no. What? It's, it's like fatherly and son love. But I feel like there's an ulterior motive. From who? From the son. Oh, why would he want to buy his dad? Because he's estranged from him. Yeah, that's a great way to connect. He's like, oh, I bought you, dad, and I can spend the day with me. I'm just looking for conflict. <laughs> okay. And I don't know where it's going to come from. So I am was in under the impression that the son was maybe mean and estranged and bad. But if that's not the case, I don't know why you'd think that he well, just hasn't seen him in a long time. That's the way these things go. <laughs> <laughs> so at the start of the next chapter, Highway is talking about morning wood and how important it is to jerk off right after you wake up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have no comment on that. <laughs> he also complains about how his previous, his wife and his previous lovers mm-hmm. didn't really ever help him with that. Sure. <laughs> It's a weird thing to complain. Just take care of yourself, bro. I, you don't. You don't need someone else to do that for you. Really, so I feel like. I feel like if that's the first thing you do in the morning, that it's not like every morning. Sure. 
You get a clear head for the day. Yeah, for about 30 seconds. Oh, my God. You must have some libido. Anyways, uh, so <laughs> he talks about that for a little while. He wakes up. Jerks off. <laughs> well, that's why he's talking about that is because he wakes up. He does have a boner. Uh, but he wakes up with a pounding headache and he tastes blood in his mouth. Mm. And he tries to remember what happened after the auction. I'm guessing they took a hammer to his teeth. He moved his tongue along the roof of his mouth and noticed a peculiar absence. His teeth were gone. He was on a bench in a room surrounded by screens with clowns projected onto them. Nice. He hears a voice speak to him through the speakers on the ceiling. My teeth hurt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, mine too. The voice speaking to him through the speakers in the ceiling calls him Fanciole. I think I, I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce this, this name. It's, I believe it's uh, ravioli. F it's either Fancioe or Fanciole. I don't know. Uh, and he demands that he tell him where the cream is relatable. You wake up in a clown room and some guy's asking where the cream is. Yeah. <laughs> so you know how in the first like 10 minutes I was saying, I hate this to everything. Yeah. That never really stopped. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The voice from the ceiling says he wants to remove the makeup, but he can't without the cream. This sounds like the ballad of Jasmine Wills. Does it? The girl inside. The Oh, yeah. The thing inside. The pig inside. I will almost, kill it. I almost poetic there. Break, yeah. So Gus tells him the truth. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about with the cream. It puts the lotion on the skin. <laughs> he doesn't know where he's at. He doesn't know who this guy is. The voice calls him an imbecile. The clowns on the screen seem to fall asleep. Hmm. And he also notes that whenever the voice in the ceiling is talking, he doesn't know which clown is talking, but none of their mouths seem to be moving. I mean, what makes him think that it's one of them? Um, I don't know. He just does. He just thinks, oh, one of them must be talking to me. Who else would be? Just anybody. <laughs> that's okay. Anybody whatever. else. So, that's, that's what he's thinking. Okay. So in my mind, right? Yeah. He's in a room. He wakes up. He sees the clowns on the wall. And a voice starts speaking to him, asking him something. He tastes blood in his mouth, realizes all his teeth are missing. Yeah. I'd be freaking out. I would be too. He's, he's mildly concerned. He's more confused, but he's, he's a little concerned. Okay. I think this warrants a little more than mildly. There's only one door into the room, and it's ajar. Oh, I thought it was a door. I did too, but this book is really confusing. It yeah. flips things. Talk about absurdist. So he opens the jar. It was a shit joke. And he walks out. <laughs> he walks out the door and into another room. Mm -hmm. In this room, it's much larger. It's better, better lit. The room contains a billboard featuring a horse inside a hotel room, a stuffed dog, a couple of plush rat costumes, hmm. a hairy prosthetic leg, a tiny baobab tree. Oh. A pile of whistles, a music score on a tripod, and a fake window with a halogen spotlight illuminating the part of the wall that the, the window would be, Yeah, you know. So it's like the window frame, and then there's lights shining where the glass should be, where the outside should be. So we woke up in an escape room. <laughs> it's, uh, we find out later it's actually an art museum. That makes sense. So it's all just that weird, sense. weird art. The clown room is art. What, what kind of, what music is it? Do we know? Doesn't say. It's, it just has a piece of music. It's reverie. He returns to the room with the clowns on the screens and talks to them at length. Mm -hmm. By talking to them, I mean the voice in the ceiling that he believes is the clown's son. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Uh, each of the clowns tells him a parable 
like only, kind of a kind of a story with a moral to it. Only they don't because it's the voice telling him that. It's 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 a voice in the ceiling, but he believes that each clown is talking to him separately. He's weird. There's supposed to be a twist later where you're like, oh, it was one voice and thing, but I, that's what I thought the whole time. So <laughs> it wasn't really a twist. That's just how I wrote down the notes. Okay. But then later I'm like, oh, that's supposed to be a twist. Okay. That's a dumb twist, but whatever. That makes a little more sense now in the way you're presenting it. Right. Yeah. So they each tell him kind of like a parable and they make requests of him. Oh, right. One needs cream to get rid of the makeup, makeup remover. Yep. One needs their VW released from the impound. Okay. Another has a whole laundry list of things. He's like, I need you to go to the store and buy this and this and this and this. And then I need you to go to pick up my dry cleaning. And it's hmm. just a long list of stuff. Highway turns to the fourth clown and deduces that that one is his son. Oh. He believes the clown on one of the screens yep. is his son. Yep. The one who paid for him. He asks if Siddhartha wants anything from the unconfoundable Faciole. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is kind of like he drops the bomb because up to that point, his son didn't think he knew it was him. Mm-hmm. So he's like, does Siddhartha want anything? Huh? You scam? I, I, I recognize you, bitch. <laughs> you, little, you little son of a bitch. And I would know. The fourth clown says, nothing. I don't need anything. Nothing at all? No. Not even a glass of water? Okay, fine. A glass of water. I'll fetch it for you, says Highway. Hmm. And he leaves. Leaves the building. Why would he? Why? Why would he force him to want something from him? Because his son is like tormenting him. So the, he's going to do the one thing his son doesn't expect to be like at his service. Right. To, to not acknowledge that he's being put under duress. Okay. <laughs> I think. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Well, yep. Well, I'll move past that. Highway is like the ultimate optimist. He can turn everything around. He can sell anything. He's an ultimist. He believes his own hype. Ah. I'm going to put it that way. I am the hype. Yeah. He is. I had to say it. He, he, noth, he is, as he calls himself, the unconfoundable. Right. He, he cannot be caught flat-footed. He can adapt to any situation. Yeah. Highway runs into a friend on the street named Tacito. That must have hurt. Tacito had a bicycle that belonged to his brother. Oh. Who had gone missing after taking an almost fatal dose of peyote. Oh. That, you must have taken a lot of peyote. That's a lot of peyote. That's a lot of peyote. Damn. Or he's really small. Highway tells Tacito that if he loans him the bicycle, he will look for his brother while he looks for his teeth. It's Tacito. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. There's a, there's I've a never re- actually heard that song. There's a remix of Despacito that uh, is called Hentaicito. Oh, no. And it's really funny. It's actually a really funny song. I'm not going to listen to it. <laughs> Uh, so Tacito agrees and loans him the bicycle mm-hmm. uh, with the promise that he'll look for his brother while he's looking for his teeth. Nice. Highway goes into a cafe and no idea how much longer this is. He still has the bike. So I guess it's the same day. And he meets a young man named Voragine. Cool. Yes. Or the Vor- original Voragine? Voragine. I don't know. He is a struggling writer who leads tours to pay his bills. Is he John Carter on Mars? Virginia. Virginia. So Highway strikes a deal with this writer, this young writer. Uh, He could live at Highway's house rent free. In return, he would write a biography about Highway's teeth and catalog his various collections at his warehouse. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's the deal. Uh, Because the guy's like, I can't, I don't have time to write because I'm working all the time and rent is really expensive in the city. So I'm just, you know. Yeah. So he's like, hey, live at my place. You can write all you want. 
but you got to do a little bit for me here. You right. Do some writing right about for me. me. Got a catalog, and then you're good. They travel to Highway's home and discover that his warehouse was completely empty. Oh, man. Didn't see that coming. Every single one of his collections had been stolen. What makes you think you still have a house? Highway was distraught. Well, he locked up his house. Yeah, but he was knocked out, had all his teeth taken out. But at that point, I'm thinking I need to get a new social security number, <laughs> let alone a house. It's true. Uh, he's upset about it. I'm picturing, behold, my stuff. My and, and the door opens and it's empty. <laughs> uh, Voragine convinces Highway to go get some dentures to wear until he finds his teeth. Yeah, do anything. It's like a month later, I think. And he's like, Dude, you, need, you can't eat regular food. Just go get some dentures. How is he talking like the next day after having all of his teeth. <laughs> but just like that would hurt so much. Yeah, it'd be in a lot of pain. Uh, so he does. He gets some dentures. Huh. And then he goes to the art gallery. Are they George Washington's dentures? No, thank God. Mm. They're modern dentures. Mm. Beautiful modern dentures. He goes back to the art gallery where he was being held captive. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he goes back there. Yeah. He just does. Why do they? They just let him go, too. Yeah, they let him go. What? 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 <laughs> and then he walks in, no problem. What? And they steal every piece of art in the place. All of it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. And Highway is like, we're going to auction it. And this is his way of getting back at his son. By stealing his shit. It's not his son's shit. His son doesn't own the art gallery. I don't know that. I don't know. No, I know that. Okay. I know that. Okay. And I know that Highway doesn't know anything. Yeah. So why would he think that it's his art gallery? <laughs> so he, they steal all the art. They may, they arrange it in lots and they're like, we're going to auction this. Yeah. And then, then the night they stole it, they saw on the news, the police were reporting that it was all stolen. Bruh. And so he's like, ah, oh, we better not sell this. It's hot now. The fuck were you thinking? <laughs> so what they, were you thinking? They literally take it to the dump and sell it all for a hundred pesos. The robbery of the art gallery yeah. gets blamed on Highway's son because he is the security guard that works at the art gallery. What a shit security guard. That's how, well, that's how he, yeah, he's a shit security guard. That's how he was, had access to it. Right. Outside of ours. Right. Uh, and he was the obvious suspect. So he's, how did they he's, take everything? I don't know. They don't, they don't that's say. That's a lot of shit. Yeah. They just say they went there and they took it all. So they somehow got in. Damn. I mean, I assume as an auctioneer, he must be used to moving large quantities of things. I guess. But how, he's not hes not a burglar. How'd they get in? Door was open. That, okay. Then his son is a shit security guard. We they, He got all the shit stolen out of under his nose. Yes, he is a terrible security guard. Yeah. What is this book? Uh, <laughs> it's almost over. Don't worry. Okay. So after this whole caper. Yeah. And they take it all the junkyard, get yeah, rid that, of it. That's what we're calling it. The book... Goes to the next chapter, mm-hmm. and the entire perspective shifts. Oh. This is no longer the memoir of Highway. It's his son. No, this is now Voragine's writing. Oh. And he writes Highway's life story. Oh, that's cool. So this is this is him taking over and actually doing his job. Yeah, but he, he writes how it actually happened. Right. Because remember, Highway is a salesman. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. He embellishes to make a good story. To make a living. Yeah. So this, the, the rest of the part, the rest of the book is a very sad retelling of his actual life. Oh. He was pretty unsuccessful in most aspects of his life as far as jobs and stuff. We already knew that. Yeah, that's, yeah. And he, he did become an auctioneer, but he was a very mediocre auctioneer. Okay. He made 
barely enough to build himself a house in in the warehouse. Oh, right. And he would tell everybody that he was the best auctioneer in the world. Uh, I've never met a salesman who hasn't. And people would laugh at him. Oh, uh, and it, it describes him just being this sad old man that just wanders around his hometown. And they, they set up an auction for him to do just to make him feel better. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it, his son also helped organize it because he wanted to fuck over his old man. Okay. So he gives the priest a piece of paper that signs all of his possessions and belongings to him. Oh, it's like a, basically a will. It's like, I get all of his shit. Yeah. And the, for the priest, for some reason, helps him with this. I don't know why the priest does this. Maybe he didn't know what it was. He was just like, oh, I'll just sign it. But still, what the fuck, priest? Uh, and then the son uh, knocks him out with something. Yeah. Chemical. And yeah. then he pulls out all of his teeth. Mm-hmm. And then he takes his father to a room where he could torment him. Well, yeah. And he did. Um, but his father didn't respond the way he thought. So he was a little stunned. And his father left. Uh, and then his father got back at him by stealing all the art and getting him put in prison. <laughs> Turns out your father wasn't the piece of shit that you thought he was. Right. But then he was. But uh, it, it's it's just very sad and very like, uh, it, it's 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 no longer this like fantastical Grandiose, story. Yeah. yeah, it's just very harsh reality. Oh. And it, it's, it's painful to read through. It's flowers for Algernon. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, and, and, and Voragine goes through like he was... He was an inspirational man, and he he always had that spirit in him. So he, he was still an optimist. Yeah, nothing got him down. He could yeah. always spin things in his favor, but reality did not line up with his vision. Yep. And he, had a, he didn't have a whole lot in life. I've met some people like that. Yeah. And then it, it ends with Highway dies in a motel room after attending an auction. No. Oh. And they're on the bed stand under a glass of water was a note written for his son. This is what the note said. I'm sorry I got you into trouble, and that you're in prison, and that I wasn't the best of fathers. I also didn't get around to finding all the things you requested, but here are my teeth and your glass of water. Yep. You could also keep all my collectibles and the Marilyn Monroe teeth, which were false anyway. Fiend. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I figured the teeth were false once the shift happened. Right, right. But, oh, It's such a sad, sweet ending to that story. Because the whole book is so, like, fantastical yeah. and strange. Yeah. And it's, it's, the only word I can describe this book is, like, wonderfully weird. Yeah. I mean, we, we have mentioned a lot about unreliable, unreliable narrator. Yeah. This is the definition. Yeah, yeah, one of them. And everything is like, everything's based on the truth. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. every grandiose thing is like, well, something kind of like that happened, but not the way that he's describing exactly. It's just everything is like way sadder and against him than Uh than you think. And then at the end, Voragine just lays it out and he's like, this is the real story of Highway. Look, somehow the emperor returned. Yeah. (laughs) Somehow. (laughs) So it's... I really enjoyed this book, but mm-hmm. it's, it's just weird. There's no real arc really. Right. Yeah. Like he gets his teeth. Right. But then he loses them again. Right. I guess he gets them again. I don't know. It, it's just so strange. It's such a strange story, but it's such a, like, I could totally see this happening. 
like the person being like that yeah a version yeah yeah totally 100 yeah and it and it's just he is like the most charming character ever yeah because it's that it's that never get you down spirit yeah i was gonna i was gonna make a chumbawamba joke yeah but he's, like, he's yeah. like always willing to take on whatever it is in front of him yeah even though he fails most of the time yeah and it's it's just so sad and sweet. And in the very end, he's like, uh, you know, writes a sweet note to his son, apologizing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and here's your glass of water. Aww. It's like the perfect send off. Yeah. I feel some type of way about that. Yeah. I still hate it. Yeah. <laughs> but now yeah. I hate it and I feel something about it. It, it definitely made me feel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. First half of the book, I was confused. And the later, yeah, later half, fair. I'm like, oh, I get some things. And then the end, 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 I was like, oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Jaws, we have a rating system on our show. Yes. Our rating system consists of five levels. You have toilet paper, which is self-explanatory. It's not good for anything, but the paper is printed on maybe. Mm-hmm. You have a shampoo bottle, which is worth reading if you're on the pot, if there's nothing else there. We also have Ikea manual. Which is, uh, you know, well-written, not really entertaining, or entertaining, but not really well-written. Uh, we have Kindle Pick, which is worth buying, like, electronically, maybe at a used store or something like that. And then we have Hardcover, which is an instant classic. So, what will you rate this book, which I know the title of, because you told me mm-hmm. something about teeth? It's a very straightforward title. You could probably make it up and hit it. My Teeth. Almost. And, and me. Almost. <laughs> my shiny teeth and me. The story of my teeth. The story of my teeth. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this uh, a Kindle pick. Really? I don't think it's everybody's cup of tea, but I personally loved this story and the ending almost made me cry. Do you think it's a cup of teeth? <laughs> Can you imagine sipping a cup of teeth and just crunching one every now and then? Ha! Why'd you have to say crunching? <laughs> ah! Introducing new teeth that are so strong you can eat teeth. I, I really, really, really like this book. Yeah. But just for everyone's benefit, I, I would give it a, an IKEA manual. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that everyone's going to like this. A lot of people maybe won't. Um, but I really liked it. Okay. So there we go. So, it, so it's a Kindle pick for you uh, because you're into this kind of story. Yeah. Uh, but you recognize maybe not everyone is. So for them, it'd be like an IKEA manual. Maybe it's, it's, uh, the thing that gets me is there's not much of a, it, it's almost kind of like pulp. Yeah. Like there, we were there talking wasn't before. a story. Really. Right. It, it, not, not exactly. It was a man's life, Yeah, but it was so, there was a story. There wasn't a plot. Exactly. That. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was just a man's life. Yeah. Yeah. Which most people's lives aren't interesting at all. <laughs> so, which he was interesting as a person, but his life was not that interesting. Right. There is, there's another book, um, that I remember being the first time that had multiple narrators, um, or at least multiple narrators in the sense of the entire book is written by one person. And then like the last chapters by another. Oh, okay. And it's an, one of the original Darth Maul books and (laughs) it's Darth Maul writing a diary about his training. Yeah. And then it ends with, we found the Jedi. I'm gonna go fuck him up. Yeah. And then the emperor puts an addendum in that says, uh, narrator, he didn't. (laughs) He came back in a body bag. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to have to try harder with the next one. Like yeah. that kind of thing. We have places you can get in contact with us. If you enjoyed this book or it, like me, if you really just want to take some Tylenol right now because you feel your teeth too much, let us know at a page too far at gmail.com. 
We have uh, it's it's a I should spell it out. It's a page t o o far at gmail.com. Uh, we have Instagram and Twitter both at a page too far. I'm going to keep up more on those. I promise, because um, I definitely forgot after not doing You're it for a month. Very bad at it. I'm horrible at it. I'm not. I'm not good at social media. I never have been. I might have to take over. And it's the, <laughs> but but it's the one thing that I do. We have uh, we have a YouTube channel. You can follow the link. It's in this post on this on the episode description. We're working on getting the uh, the dedicated link, but we got you know we're, we're about a third we, of the we way there. Sixty seven more subs. We do. Come on, subscribe to the channel, please. It. it helps us. It helps you. Even if you don't want to, even if you don't listen to it there, just sub there. Just sub there. Yeah. Be my sub. Yeah. Please <laughs> call him your dommy mommy. We also have a Patreon where you can get bonus episodes. We have uh, little things that we release just for Patreon members called footnotes, and we just released a brand new one of those. We just released one about my apartment getting burgled. Yeah. And me losing like $4,000 worth of merchandise. Was it that much? Holy cow. I think it was somewhere close to that. Wow. So go check out our Patreon to hear all about that. Yeah. You also get the access to the episodes uh, a little bit early, like a day early um, minimum. And you can also find outtakes. I, I love I love our outtakes. Yes. We li- I listen to those like regularly because we're hilarious. They're very funny. Yeah. Um, only support us, of course, uh, you know, on Patreon. Only support us if you can afford it. Look after yourself first. Take out a loan. Yeah. Give us some. <laughs> Go to your bank and tell them that you want to take out a loan to support an online creator and see what they say. Let me know what they say. I'm curious. Depending on the bank, they'll say, sure, here you go. Have some money as long as you can afford it. Hashtag Bobo lives. Hashtag uh, something about teeth. Hashtag something about teeth. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. Hashtag fiend. Hashtag fiend. Hashtag walk a flock of flame just to, and, and flock of seagulls just to bring them back. 